Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. We're going to discuss witchcraft and revival tonight. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. How are you doing? Thank you, Dorothy. I'm doing wonderful. I've got a guest speaker with me tonight. Will you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Laura, and I've been with Pastor James's church for about five years. And so we have been working together. Everyone at our church has been taught how to do deliverance. The difference between deliverance and exorcism is just basically words. Deliverance means to set somebody free. Exorcism means to cast the thing out. And that's what we're here about because witchcraft is getting so uh, popular because they, most people, they go to church, they find no power in the churches. And they get in with witchcraft and they start seeing miracles that happen. Like this one guy, he was a, uh, called himself a Wiccan witch. And he was getting ready to, uh, he was trying not to get into a fight with this guy. And this other guy kept pushing him, kept pushing him. He said, man, I'm telling you, I'm a Wiccan witch. You don't want to mess with me. And because the guy said, well, you ain't showing me nothing and pushed him again. All of a sudden he raised his hand up and all of a sudden the sky went dark and, and it was behind him and with thunder. And the man said, hey, look, I'm scared. I'm sorry. He said, I want to be a Wiccan witch. See, because they look at our churches and there's no power. And But yet and still, there are churches, small churches that are really studying the word trying to get prepared to what God's getting ready to do because there is a great shift coming to America. Prophetic shifts, power shifts, things are going to change here in America, but only for those that made themselves ready. In other words, the people that study the word of God, the ones who read the word of God, wants to operate in the word of God, especially when they don't feel like it. You know, and what I mean by they don't feel like it, somebody makes you mad. The Bible says, uh, be angry and sin not, and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Well, some people, they get mad, and they'll carry it two or three or four days, sometimes a month, a year. They won't even remember what they're mad about, but they won't talk to the other person. That is not God. That is not the word of God. We've got to do it the way God says. Yes, I can get mad at a person, but by the time I get to bed, I need to be able to, to settle that matter, either you know, came up to a fellowship about it and just overlook it or just leave it alone. But most people know, and they don't know that is part of witchcraft. So let us turn to Galatians 5 and 19. Galatians 5 and 19. See, the only, the thing is there's bad news, but there's also good news. Whatever is going on right now is going to be stopped. God is going to intervene. And when he does, there's going to be a big shift, a big major shift. So let's go to Galatians 5 and 19. Now here's what it says. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, are made plain, are made so you can understand. There, these, which are these, Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, and here's right there on 20, witchcraft. Witchcraft is a is, uh, made through the flesh. 
It's about your emotions and stuff. So the next thing you see is hatred, variance, emotional. That means jealousy, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy. That means wrong teaching, envy, murdering, drunkenness, reviving, a revival, reverence, sorry, reverence, and such of these which I tell you before, I have also told you in the past time that they that do such things shall not, hear that, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the good news is the verses right after that. But the fruit of the spirit, and the word spirit can be 10 different words at the same time. One of the words for spirit is understanding. Another is a being called the spirit, okay? So that's what it says here. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against which there is no law. In other words, you do these things. Practice what God's word says. Practice to be uh, uh, at peace. Try to bring other peace. The Bible says, you know, try to get along with everyone if, if, if possible. But it ain't always possible. I understand that. But God's word has set a standard out, and that's what we need to walk on the standard of what God says. So let's talk a little bit more about witchcraft. Witchcraft, as I say, is uh, done by a number of ways. One of the ways that witchcraft can be activated is that uh, here's a man and his wife. They got mad at each other. And the wife said, I wish I wasn't having this baby. She's pregnant. I wish I wasn't having this baby. Well, you just wish craft on this, this little baby and a lot of times things will happen because the devil says legal right. He may not claim it right then. He might do it later on. All of a sudden, here this kid is just uh, going through all kinds of hell. And he doesn't know why. It's because they said this word. I wish I didn't have this kid. I wish I wasn't pregnant. I have. Uh, the thing is, you got to be careful on what you say and be able to repent right away when you mess up. The Lord says, if we'll show love one to another, we're showing his love. He is love. That's what the Bible says. God is love. He is love. But if we use our emotion, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. As they say, what's the word? Misery loves company. If I'm angry, you should be angry. If I'm miserable, you should be miserable. Miserable loves company. No, we're the opposite. We're supposed to stop that as fast as we can. Uh, Laura, do you have anything to say about you know, I think the power of words is so important, and we have to really watch what we say, because even the witches are aware of the power of the words. And um, you, so many times, the negativity that we have, that we speak against ourselves, um, can do, it, we're, we're cursing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that we are aware of our words and not speaking negatively about ourselves or about others, because our words have the power to either build up people or tear down people. And um, witches want to tear you down. I hear you. I hear you. One of the things that you look at is Jesus came here to set the example on how we should live. He had people that didn't like him. He had people that tried to kill him. But if you notice, at the end of the time, when he got to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. In other words, 
he tried to set the example. We're supposed to love one another. Even if you, you cause me trouble, my job is to pray for you. Now, I ain't praying for you to get hit in the head or something bad happen to you. But I'm asking, Lord, I'm blessing you by saying, Lord, let them come to the knowledge of the truth. Let their minds be changed. That's why we look at uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, and the first verse. This is very important because this will, this will help you when you have to go up against witchcraft and stuff. As I say, Romans, the 12th chapter, starting with the first verse. If you was at my church, I'd say, now tell me amen. That way I know you're there. <laughs> All right. It says here, it says, I, making it personal. This is what you got to be, personal. Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable or your beginning service. So in other words, what he's saying, now listen, not only is our mind got to be pure, but our body. People say, well, God understands I'm only human. Listen, people that curse all the time, every other word they're cursing, there's a spirit in there. Now, how did they get there? It could be done by witchcraft, or it could be generational, where somebody uh, said, well, look, uh, I want power over my husband. I want power over my wife. And they make a deal with the devil. And the devils can be uh, things like Jezebel, Ahab, Moloch, any others you can think of offhand? No, those are the main ones. The main ones right there. But the thing is, you want to stay out of trouble with God. Because God doesn't punish us. Like everybody thinks, oh, every time we mess up, God's waiting there to hit us in the head. No. What he does, he'll just back his hand off of you. See, if you want to know the truth about this world, I'm about to explain it to you. The truth is this world belongs to Satan. He is the God of this world. The Bible even tell you that. He is the prince of the air. The Bible tells you that. And because of that, he is the God of this world. He's able to do what he wants to do. People say, well, he got to ask God every time he does anything. That's not what the Bible teaches. It tells you in the book of Job that he had to ask. But he is the God of this world. So that's why there's a war going on. Just like when Michael had to fight with uh, uh, Satan over the body of uh, Moses. And what did he say? The Lord rebuked you. Because he knew this was a war. When Daniel had to get a message, 21 days. Gabriel came up and he said, listen, I, God told me on the first day to get here. But what happened? He ended up being in a warfare. And that warfare was the prince of Persia. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's a warfare. If you get hit by bad things because you're a good person, this is Satan's world. If you get uh, good things that come through, it's the grace. Grace of God. You know, everybody wants to use grace and talk about well, God knows I'm only human and I feel a little weak and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, listen, that is not what grace is. Grace is when God supernaturally steps in to help you with something. They help you get out of trouble. They help you do the, uh, get onto the right road. And if there's no road, why did Jesus talk about it? He said, broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there go many there at. He said, but narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And only a few that finds it. How do you have to find it? You have to search the word. And the word will teach you how to live. 
Do you have any comments or anything? Go ahead. No, I, I think that, that it's really hard to stay on the, on the path that leads to God because there's a lot of things that want to stop you along the way. And um, some of that's our own sin. Some of that is just even our choices. Our choices of who we hang out with, who we're walking with, has a big, big impact on, on where we end up going in life. So, and, and there, there's some people out there that aren't, aren't supposed to be your friends that are into witchcraft, that are into some of these other things that are not holy and not of God. So you have to be careful who you associate with. Now, one of the things that I, I tell people, be careful on who you eat around. Be careful on who gives you food. They can work witchcraft through the food. Now, you were telling me something earlier about that. Yeah, a, a lot of times, like, if there's, um, with witchcraft, they... They put curses on the food, um, and then you eat it, and that can open up. That can give an opening for witchcraft to be kind of attached to you um, through that food. And it's also a way that they they try to, um, you know, take from you. Um, because whenever you eat a meal with somebody, that, that has a very powerful connotation. We, we eat the body and blood of Christ. The, the witches try to give you food to draw them closer, to, you know, into the darkness. Um, you're you're almost a, in agreement with them when you're sitting down to eat food with them. Yeah, especially like if they're praying their prayer uh, over their over the food, and you're not paying attention, but they're putting a curse on your food because you're not one of them. They bless themselves, but they curse you. And another thing, you got to be careful about jewelry. I had this one lady, she came into, uh, came for a deliverance at our church, and what she had did, she went to this jewelry shop, and a lot of witches know what it is. I've never heard of it. But it's a uh, jewelry shop here in Kansas City. She walked in that place to buy demonic jewelry, and while she was doing that, this man walked up to her and said, I've been waiting for you, and she looked at him like, I don't even know you. He said, yeah, I've been waiting on you. You want to know about witchcraft? Come on, get in the car with me. No questions asked. She got into the car and ended up being, got into witchcraft. She found out how to curse jewelry and stuff and how to go to the churches and throw uh, curses on people in the church. People just don't believe that. They say, no, nah, there's no such thing as curses and stuff. Yes, it is. And that's because of a lot of rebellion. That's what witchcraft is, rebellion. They're rebelling against God. If God says he's the only God, and they go say, oh, there's 10 gods. Or you, there's many ways to God. You heard Oprah say that. There's many ways to God. There's only one way to God. And the Bible says it very clearly. It is the man, Christ Jesus. He is the only mediator between God and man. Job said he wanted a mediator. Well, God showed us a mediator through his own son. That's why he's called the right hand of God. So the thing is, if you allow Jesus to show you how to live and start living this way when the revival comes, which has already started. I'm telling you, it's already started, but it's in the small churches. It's not in the big churches where people are being able to uh, hear prophecies versus proper lies. A lot of times people, all they want to do is prophesy, you're going to get a new house, new car, and they stand in line and give me $100, give me $50 and stuff over here. But a true prophet, 
tells you, hey, if you're living right or you're not living right, if God's getting ready to uh, straighten up your life or give you some uh, comfort in your life, be ready for those men and women that are truly walking with the power of God. Because as I said, there's many false prophets. And the Bible warns us this. That's why I, I go to different scriptures to show you something. It's not that I'm making this stuff up. I'll show you the scriptures. Let's go to First John, the fourth chapter, and the first verse. First John. And see, I don't be writing these things down. I don't have a script or anything. It's as the Holy Spirit tells me. That way I can tell you. That way you can receive what God has for you. Because, as I said, we've got so many people out here doing all these things against people with witchcraft and stuff, and they people don't believe in it. Oh, I don't believe there's such thing as witchcraft. Well, you don't believe you got any shoes on, and you've got shoes on, and you say, oh, I don't believe it. Don't make no difference. You still got shoes on. So, as I say, go to First John, the fourth chapter, starting with the first verse. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now, in this case, the word spirit, remember I told you it could either be uh, understanding or it could be uh, a, a person. And in this case, it's a, it is the prophet, okay? Prophet or prophetess, it says. Beloved, I, I believe not every spirit are prophets, but try the spirit, try the prophets, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets, see? God out into the world. A lot of people saying, try the spirit by the spirit. Try the spirit by the spirit. They don't know what they're even talking about. Uh, check, try, the, uh, try the word. You know, try, uh, test the spirit by the word. In other words, uh, the word says this and uh, the prophet says that, then you need to obey what the word says. Okay? Now, here's the second part. It says, hereby know you the spirit. The Spirit of God, every spirit that confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. What spirit? You know, it's a small S on that. We're talking about prophets. Every prophet who's trying to prophesy to you, some of them are prophet lying, that they confess that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. In other words, and every spirit that confess not, in OT, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the anti, which means in place of or against, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already in the world. The world belongs to who? Satan. He has his, his uh, prophets. He has his angels. He has everything. He imitates God. He tries to imitate God. He wants to be just like God. That's why the Bible is written in there. They say, but you are children, you are of God, those children, and has overcome them because greater is he in you than he who's in the world. What does that mean? You know, we all go around and say, greater is he who's in me. What it is, the spirit of discernment. We should be discerning what is a, the true prophet and what is a false prophet. We should be discerning if there's a witch, and it, it used to be, men used to be called warlocks. But they don't want to be called warlocks anymore. Most of them want to be called male witches. But they're witches, period. And they have uh, different ways. They put curses on you, and they'd be sitting right in your church. I know uh, one lady, she was getting her hair done. And while she was getting her hair done, this other lady 
looked at her, and she was throwing darts. But it was invisible darts, but the lady could see it. And on that dart, it had different things, worry, anger, frustration, depression. And here you're going to get you going to church to get closer to God, but if you don't have the armor of God on and you ain't got your mind stayed on him, these things are what enter in. So she told the lady, she said, I see you throwing darts. And she confronted her in front of everybody else. And the lady said, You crazy. I ain't throwing no darts. Why you see any darts at? She said, I know what I've seen. So the lady who accused her went outside and was sitting, you know, just outside of the building. But at that time, that lady came out. She said, I don't know how you was able to see it, but you ain't supposed to see what I'm doing. Witchcraft, witches, warlocks, uh, sorcerers, they're real. A lot of these people that uh, have family members that are caught up on dope and stuff, especially crack cocaine. Crack cocaine is a witchcraft drug. They pray over those things. And they're here, you, you're using it and don't realize you're opening a gate or a door or a portal for these things to enter into you. And this is what we call soul ties. And the way they enter in, they can enter in through the belly, but most of the time they enter in through the back of the neck. There's a part of your neck that where it is a place where they can connect themselves. And not only there, but the top of your head. When we get ready to do deliverance, that's why I said we talk about witchcraft, but we talk about the ruined. When we get ready to do deliverance or exorcism, we cut what they call the silver cord of witchcraft. So they don't ask or project in you. Then we also cut off all ungodly. Remember, there's godly and there's ungodly soul ties all the way down to the ground. So in other words, we're in combat mode. The Bible says put on the whole armor of God. That's what he means. People say, well, I don't even know what the whole armor of God is. Look in Ephesians, the sixth chapter. It'll tell you, put on the whole armor of God. Then it tells you what the armor of God is. And it tells you what to do with the armor of God. So if you will do this each and every day, why do I have to do it every day? Because the enemy is attacking every day. He is the, he is the uh, prince of the air. So that means they enter in through breath. Just like the Holy Spirit's breath will cast them out. But you start breathing in. You're breathing in uh, things that you don't even know what's entering into your spirit or into your body. Do you have any other comment? Yeah, I, it's it's really important to use the armor of God because, you know, even the witches um, put protection around them. And they have their, their ungodly armor that they put, them, put on themselves because they don't want any of the curses or stuff coming back against them. So, I mean, it's, it's biblical. It's in the Bible. The armor is so important, and it needs to be done daily because that's your first step for protection. Now, anybody who wants to call in, all you have to do is push one on your phone, and it'll let an operator know that you're calling in, and we can get you onto the broadcast. And if you have any comments or something that you want to say, go ahead and push one. But in the meantime, as I said, don't worry about me stopping teaching because whenever you push in, we'll stop. But in the meantime, we got to understand some of the things that, that we have to be very careful. I'll give you an example. A lady invited me to eat dinner with her, and I knew she was a psychic. You know, psychics are dealing with witchcraft. They're in rebellion. God said, don't go to those that, that chatters and all this noise and stuff and trying to prophesy to you, and they prophesy a lie. But you people go out there and they'll pay this big money and everything else. 
instead of seeking the truth, what God is telling you, how to change your life, how to uh, receive the blessings of God and not the curses. So anyway, she invited me over to the house, and I'm thinking all I had to do is pray, and the food would be all right. I ate that food, and I was sick for a week. And the Lord reminded me, he said, do not put God to the test. Just because I like beans doesn't mean that I got to eat beans everywhere I go. And it doesn't mean that I got to accept every food that everybody gives me. I have a, a bishop that I, I grew up under, Bishop Jordan. And Bishop Jordan used to tell me, he said, when the food comes in, like people give you pies and stuff, smile and say thank you and take it back to the office and drop it in the trash can. If I had paid attention, I wouldn't have been sick for that whole week. But as I tell you, witchcraft can come up on you and different things, like people want to buy you jewelry and stuff, and that including a cross. You hear me? They can put curses up on a cross because it is uh, made out of wood or made out of metal. It is it's the power that makes the cross powerful. But if you're just using it trying to protect yourself, you ain't got no belief in it. You're just using it as as a, a, a piece of wood or a piece of metal. But if you have the, the understanding, what does the cross represent? It represents the defeat of Satan. Jesus defeated Satan at the cross. Why isn't Jesus in charge of this world yet? Because we, we were all there in the Garden of Eden. We all gave our consent. We wanted to be like God without God's permission. So we ain't got nobody to blame but ourselves. Well, it was Adam and Eve. We were all in Adam and Eve. How do you think the rest of the family came into existence? And it's just like your body. If you got one little cell in your body, you control that cell. All of you are working on one accord. That's why the Bible tried to teach us to get on one accord. The witches and warlocks know how this operates. Hmm. And that's why they stay on one accord. But we, the Christians, uh, uh, children of God, all we want to do is debate and see what we can get. It's all about me, 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 me. And the Bible tells you to crucify me, 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 me daily. All right. If anybody out there has a question or want to call in, you're able to call in now. Just push one on your telephone. Uh, do you have anything you want to say, Dorothy? No, I'm good. I'm just enjoying the lesson. Um the only thing I, I, every time I say no, something pops in my head. I don't know why it works that way. Um, I was thinking lately that, you know, everybody's looking forward to the days of Elijah. You know, there's that song, Days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. Um, right. But the days of Elijah were also the days of Jezebel, and people seem to forget about that. And mm -hmm. and she's a nice, she's a great big witch. And 702 yeah. just just raised his hand. I'll bet he's got a good question. Erico 702, your mic is open. Well, good evening, Saints and Pastor. How you doing, brother? Um, I'm doing okay. I have a question um, about some things I've been seeing on, uh, I won't name any names, but uh, some big name outlets where I believe the Holy Spirit is using and is really in those churches and places and they're living. But why is it when it comes to deliverance, casting out um, devils and everything, 
Um, now, now these these outlets will acknowledge that Christians can have demons, but the way they go about it is, you know, you just maybe for real big devils, just <clears throat> maybe fast a day or two, you know, and you know, then you know, come out, you know, devil, da da da, in the name of Jesus, and slap hands, and then go out to lunch. Everything's fine and, and dandy. And that devil's mm-hmm. gone, and all you have to t- say is, well, and don't come back, and that's all she wrote. And um, uh, they're very anointed. The Lord is surely using them. They have real tangible uh, miracles the Holy Spirit performs, but they don't seem to know that that's not how that works. That's because most churches, and especially if you go into the Catholic faith, they try to tell you that there is no such thing as possession. They try to tell you that uh, they understand there is a demon, but if you don't bother it, it won't bother you. And you got to go through so much, jumping through the hoops before you get to see an exorcist. And they just now recently started letting you know where the exorcists are. But it used to be in the Catholic faith, you do not know which one is an exorcist. But see, the thing is, when you doing the uh, people that's been in it for a while and understand, that some people, uh, like this one man I work with, I, I've been knowing about, mm, I'd say about three years. I had to do two deliverance on her, and that was it. Maybe three, and that was it. Others, I had to do hundreds on people because it's because of the things that we get into. If our family's been into, I uh, say, uh, voodoo for, let's say, 500 years, well, that 500-year voodoo ain't coming out right away. They have what they call splitting and morphing. And they'll split and go into each person's DNA or each person's mind, and they'll control from that point of the view. And because we got to bit those parts together, that's why it says Jesus came to heal the broken heart or the broken part or the broken mind. That's what we're here to do. We're into inner deliverance or inner healing. That is the most important thing. But you got all this other junk in the way. It's just like riding down the street and all of a sudden a tractor trailer turns over. That blocks the whole street. You got to get that that thing off the road. And if it has a lot of stuff in there, you can't just push it all over. You got to take your time and get a, a, a crane or something to pick up these pieces separately. That's the same thing it is about deliverance. Now, a lot of churches, they claim, they claim they uh, have powerful moves of God, but that's, some of them are claiming that, and it has not happened. That's why I tell anybody, I say, if you come where I'm at, you'll see the miracles, because God is who he says he is. My God's not dead. My God's alive. I done seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open. I've seen legs uh, stretched out, become where the person can walk. Is I say all these things are true, but you gotta also remember we got an enemy here, and this is not our home, which is Satan. A lot of churches don't want to talk much about Satan. They say you give too much, too much credit to the devil. Well, Jesus talked about him one third of the Bible. So if Jesus is talking about, we need to talk about it. We need to know what's going on. And the word Satan means he is uh, our adversary. It's not exactly his name is Satan, but that's what Satan means adversary. So a lot of times I might get up to, uh, against 
a spirit, I don't know what his name is, I'll call him Satan because he is the adversary. And so as we, as the people of God, understand that we're under attack and it's a daily thing, there's no need of looking to say, well, I got one more day and it shouldn't happen no more. One more day and it should be over with. Now you're telling God how soon he's got to do a miracle for you or his grace. And the Bible says, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. It ain't all about, oh, I'm living a perfect life. So the first time you say you're living a perfect life, you already messed up. You already got pride, arrogance, and stuff like that. Do you have anything to say, Laura? Yeah, I I just think that that again, you know, witchcraft is is the leads to Satanism. I mean, that's that's where witchcraft always ends up. But there really is is not a whole lot of separation. Whenever you're practicing witchcraft, you're a friend of Satan. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, with that in mind, it's like Satan knows you. He knows you're a child of God. But you have to have, you have to know your enemy. You don't go into war without knowing who your enemy is. And so in order to fight, you have to have an understanding of witchcraft. You have to know who Satan is. You have to know their strategies and how you fall into sin and any open doors you have in order to win, in order to conquer. Yeah, a lot of these churches that you uh, hear. Sorry, go uh, ahead. So, okay. Now, and that's all true. And I didn't know that Laura was there. Hello, Laura. Yes. Hello. That's very true what you just said about the witchcraft part there. And a lot of churches, they don't, you know, you better not even begin to say anything about a witch or witchcraft. You'll be excused out of the church. Or maybe if they're real, not, you know, real Christians, they'll, one of the elder brothers will pull you aside and let you know that's not how they do things there. But <laughs> um, some of these, these preachers, though, um, and I don't follow those Catholics. They uh, they even profess that they you know they cast out devils and they you know they really believe it. Some of them I've seen they have I I choose to believe real healing uh, you know ministry through the Holy Ghost. So would you mm-hmm. say that they're deceived or that they just don't know even though they're mm-hmm. powerful now, servants yeah. of God? Now one thing I don't don't talk against. Uh, uh, the Catholic Church about doing deliverance because so they are good okay. at doing they do do an excellent job of doing exorcism that's where the word came from but it, uh, see a lot of times people think well that started about 300 AD but it started way back before then when Jesus was here they were already doing exorcisms and that was the Jewish faith but not only the Jews but every religion has its own witch doctors and they're there to fight the witches. That's why they call them witch doctors. But because you can get into the wrong uh, understanding of the wrong uh, kingdom, they just say whatever it works. I remember this uh, rabbi told, said, this is the word he said. He said, if it be God or if it be the devil, whoever could bring us peace, that's who we'll serve. Now, if he's a rabbi, that means he done studied the scriptures back, forth, up, down. He should have everything memorized. And for him to say that, that says 
he's getting ready to walk up onto the wrong road. That's what we call heretics. That means they got a wrong understanding now. So the thing is about, as I say, with witchcraft and everything, uh, let me get, get rid of this one thing that most people say, burn sages, sage in your house. That does not get rid of no witchcraft. That don't get rid of no demons. That opens up another portal or other doors, just like playing with a Ouija board. I had a young man that called me up. He's hollering over the phone. I need help. I need help. And I said, what's wrong? He said, I couldn't find my thing that I use on the Ouija board. So I asked this thing to help me by entering my thumb. And he said he felt that electricity when it hit his thumb. And now it's taking coke over his brain. Stay away from oh, things wow. that cause. Mm -hmm. Stay away from those things. You know, tarot cards. Tarot cards. Oh, yeah. Let somebody read tarot cards for you. You don't need witchcraft. That's what it is. It's rebellion. If God said don't do it and you do it, you're in rebellion. Palm reading. Palm reading. That's another thing. And uh, tea, tea leaves. That's where they'll help so, you drink. So, uh, I, I have a question real quick Go ahead. Uh, about that. If somebody, let's say, I don't even know how this could be possible, but went to a fortune teller to get a fortune for you. You didn't ask them to, but they came back to you and said, and I, I, you know, I have this, uh, I don't know what they call it. I'll use the word prophecy for you from the fortune teller telling you what your fate's going to be. Um, but I didn't give them permission. Was okay. did that still thing. for the, uh, okay. Mm, this would think everything was made by vibration, frequency, and sound. When you pray for somebody, those three things are in effect. When you curse somebody, those three things are in effect. And a curse is not broken until it's broken. That's according to the Bible. So when somebody, even though you didn't ask for it, they took authority and put it on you. But the best thing to do is when somebody says, I want to give you your fortune, tell them I refuse it. That puts up the armor right then. I refuse it. I don't care what you heard. I don't need it. God is the one who got my future. So that's how you break those things. You don't accept it. By you listening, though, and trying to, because your curiosity, that's what most gets killed, most people, the curiosity. Listening, there goes that frequency, that vibration. And then here's the sound. So in other words, the sound can either bless you or curse you. All right. You got anything to say, Laura? Yeah. As I said, those are the main things. And as I tell people, if you want to be uh, in the revival of God, the secret of how to get along with the most high God, don't complain. Learn to fight. You know, when they sent me overseas, they did not send me overseas, just brought me into the army and then sent me overseas, didn't tell me how to use a gun or a grenade or anything else. They trained me for eight weeks, eight weeks. In fact, they got through, after they got through with me, I was willing to believe anything the army told me. They said, if you need brains, we'll issue you brains. The Marines, the Marines believe they can do anything. That's because they've been, they studied their stuff. And that's what we need to do. The witches, they study. They look at uh, what curses to use, what charms to use, 
And, and here we don't know nothing. They be cutting their bodies and putting in certain uh, charms and stuff so that they can do witchcraft. They they fast against you too. Like though that you know, and that's the thing. Christians are supposed to fast, but witches will fast in order to gain power from Satan in order to be able to have a stronger curse to use against you. Well, this is why we, as the children of God, got to stop uh, complaining to God and get on our business, get on studying the word, finding out where the weapon tree is at. Like uh, Psalms 70, 72, 81, uh, Psalms 91, then most everybody knows that one which is the protection scripture. But if you're just going to use the protection scripture every time, the devil will come at you with another weapon. The weaponry of our warfare are not carnal. Makes it very clear. But mighty through God. But God is a spirit. So we're in a spiritual warfare. Pulling down a stronghold. In other words, what come at us, that we'll be able to see the enemy a mile away if we if we fast, if we pray, if we study the word. I like myself, I have scriptures praying playing for me at night, sometimes all night long. And I don't try to memorize it, it just becomes a part of me. Because I'm hunger and thirsting after righteousness. In other words, how to learn what to do what's right. And one of the things that really touched my mind is what it says in I think it's Micah six and eight. But what does God require of us? And if we did these three things all the time, we really get our get victory. But you got to remember, you're still in the war. So if you win today, you still got warfare tomorrow. And those three things are to uh, to do justly, to do what's right. In other words, do justly, to love mercy, stop trying to condemn everybody else, find out, try to find the good things to say about people, and to walk. Humbly, humbly with our God, who is God, the word. We we submit ourselves unto God. We resist the word of the devil. And that way the devil will run from us. It doesn't say he runs from God. He said he runs from us. So the more you study, the more you, you put in for the word of God, then God's grace is going to operate to help you get through. All right. Did I answer your question, Brother Daniel? Yes, you did. All yep. right. That's all I have. But I'm always glad to hear from you. Well, and I'm always glad to tune in to these broadcasts and get some more revelation. Amen. Well, I'll be. I'll see you Sunday. All right, and bless you too, Sister Laura. Yeah. Your input Bye. was also brought back some stuff I had forgotten or didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me get to the scriptures here. And that is uh, Numbers, no, Exodus, the 22nd chapter. Let's go to Exodus 22nd. And I think it's the 22nd verse, too. Exodus, the 22nd chapter, and the 22nd verse. And it, whatever God tells us, that's important, very important. If he puts it in his word, he means for us to understand it. All right. Uh, let me see, is it 22nd? 
And he says, what it is, uh, the 18th verse, 22nd and 18th. This is very important. And that is, thou shall not, thou shall not suffer a witch to live. Well, how can you kill them? You can't run around and set them on fire, but you can speak the word against them and keep them in torment. They keep you in torment by the word. In other words, frequency. They find the frequency that'll tear you up. Then they, uh, the sound which comes through that frequency. Oh, is there anybody else on there? Oh. But as I say, like at night, I play a frequency, a sound, which is uh, uh, megahertz, uh, four three two. That also brings healing and relaxation. Why do you think God said David was a man after His own heart? Because he played music. Music is a great way of defeating the devil. As David played his harp, the devil left Saul. All right. Uh, Dorothy, you have any comments? No, I'm good. Um, okay. That 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 music that you play at that frequency is that one of those um did you get that on a CD or uh, I got it on the, uh, YouTube. Really? It, yeah, I get it on YouTube. I play it at night, and that way I have not only the songs going but scriptures going on. Like uh, one of the scriptures is my favorite one, you know, uh, Psalms twenty three. And that's playing, and this man is quoting 23 or 24 or 78 or 91, and it'll put you to sleep. It'll relax your mind. But as I say, how did I find out? Look at David. Everything that God does, there's an example in the Bible. There's a part in there where even David said, who am I? In other words, he wanted to know, who am I? Why am I here? But see, a lot of times people think, that's only, oh, I'm the only one that thinks that. I'm the only one that goes through that. Why is everybody always picking on me? <laughs> what do you think about Jesus? They tried to throw him off the cliff. The family turned their back on him. That's why when he was in place teaching, they said, your mother and brothers outside asking to talk to you. And he said, who is my mother and my brother? Except those that do the will, W-I-L-L, -L, the will of my father. What is the will of my father? That you will learn of me. I am meek and lowly. I am the scriptures. That's why Jesus said, I come in the volume of the book as it was written of me. As it says, it is written, it is written. It also says, it is said. We read the scriptures and get the understanding. For it says, with all you're getting, get an understanding. For wisdom is the principal thing. And when you start understanding that, and that the word, of, if you work the word, the word will work for you. You'll see things change for you. But you got to remember, it's a warfare. It's a warfare. All right. So how do we destroy the witches? Go ahead. How do we destroy the witches? We use the word. You have anything to say, Swan? Yeah, I, 
prayer is important and really scripture is important and standing on scripture and quoting scripture whenever you are in battle is, is very effective because the word is alive and, and it can, it can torment our enemies. Mm -hmm. They cannot stand prayer. They hate us when we're praying. Devils get upset when you're praying, but see, they have what they call Stubborn spirits. Stubborn spirits. Some spirits, you just barely start to pray and start to run it. There's others that you have to fight and fight and fight and fight, and he'll say, oh, you ain't winning. I'm not hurting that lion. That's why they call them lion spirits. But because most people want to stop, they don't want to go to the end. That's why it says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's what you have to do. Make up your mind. No matter what, I'm going to win this fight. And a lot of times the battle is really in the mind. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of times confusion can come in. Um, a lot of times it's just your negative, your thoughts all of a sudden change. Your emotions start to change. And and really just being able to pray against that and be aware of whenever that's happening and not just allowing it to take over. That's when you read that part where the Bible says, uh, whatever is pure, what is good, of a good report, think on these things. Think on these things. The, the battle is just what we just said. It's in the mind. Let me get back to where I didn't get to a minute ago to finish up there. Uh Romans, the 12th chapter. Because it's so important that we understand and get an understanding and then walk by the understanding. And then when you learn the secrets of the kingdom, because God will give it to you if you're willing to pay the price. If you ain't willing to pay the price, God ain't going to give you nothing. You can be all religious all you want, but it is not going to operate the things that you need in your life. So let's get to Romans 12th chapter. And let we... Here and starting at the second verse, it says, "Be and be and 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 is the Hebrew word for means to connect to connect with something. You know that's why we use the word and in English, but in Hebrew it's the word va means to connect or hold on like a hook. So he said, now I don't told you what the beginning of your service is is uh." Uh, to present your body or your mind as a living sacrifice, which is uh, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your beginning or reasonable service. Now connect this. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Transformed means to change by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So a lot of times people come out and say, well, God has different kind of will. He has a good will, an acceptable will, and a perfect will. No. It's, as you remember, I told you the word and means connect. Connect good, acceptable, and perfect. That's the will of God. You strive to get in from uh, one direction to get into another. In other words, you start off on the wrong road, knowing you're on the wrong road, turn around, make a U-turn, or make a left turn, or right turn, whatever it is. That the Bible is telling you, that's where you're going to leave Jesus at. Wherever he told you to do something, that's where he's at. 
If he told you something 20 years ago and you ain't did it, he's still waiting over there at that 20-year mark for you. Turn around and go back and do what you're supposed to do. It says, for I say it through the grace of God given unto me to give to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than they ought to think, but think soberly according to as God has dealt every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in the body, and all members have not the same office. In other words, we need one another. But you need Christians, ones that really show love for God. One who loves God first, then loves you second, then they love themselves third. And the most time, it's just the opposite. I love me first, God second, and then the people. See, the word works if you'll do it. If you'll say, well, I, I went into a fight yesterday and, and I didn't win. That's all right. That was yesterday, day, new day. Get up and fight again. I tell people all the time, the Bible talks about the spiritual realm and the spiritual realm represents what's happening down here. It starts off in the spirit first and then it comes to the natural realm. And the natural realm is the flesh realm, which is controlled by Satan, which is controlled by your emotions. Stop the emotions that are evil. Do the emotions that is good. Look for everything that you can find good in person and not what is evil. But we can find evil in everybody. All right. Then it says, uh, the sixth verse, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, rather prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of our faith. What the word faith means according to our trust. In other words, if God can trust you, he'll give you maybe one step or one word to work on. And as you work on that one word, he'll give you other steps to make forth the word you'll prophesy. But see, you got to remember, there's ones that prophesy and one that prophesy. One that hear from God, the one who doesn't hear from God. One who prophesies through the spirit, the other one that prophesies through emotions or through their own heart. And that's where Satan works at. That's where witchcraft works at. They even have a thing that not only is it W-I-T-C-H, but there's another one, W-I-S-H. They wish things on you. I wish something bad would happen to you. That's still rebellion. God ain't told you to wish something bad would happen on somebody. Our job is to pray for people. Our job is to say, Lord, I, I, I'd like for that person to be drawn to you or to your word so your word can set you free. Well, if anybody has any questions out there, go ahead and push one. And just, we'll see what we can answer because we're, we're talking about witchcraft and revival. Everything that God ever does always has an opposite to it. So if there's a warfare going on with witchcraft, God is sending a solution, and that is the prophets. There are more prophets that's going to be coming on the scene now. More prophetic churches are going to be coming on the scene because of people like Jezebel. Jezebel was one of the biggest witches they were. And because of that, God had to send a prophet, Elijah. They talking about the days of Elijah. It's already here. It's already here. There are churches right now moving into prophetic. They're prophesying and they're not prophesying. They'll tell you what's getting ready to happen and that your life needs to change or what God is trying to do for you. And that's what you got to learn, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, show God that you love him. 
show God you want him and nobody else. Show him that you depend on him. So that's what makes God move. It ain't just faith. It's that you show that you depend on him. In other words, when I speak something into existence through the power of sound, frequency, and noise, I speak it with confidence that God's going to do it. You got anything to say, Gloria? Yeah, I think one thing, you know, how do you know the difference between a prophet lie and a true prophet? You really have to have discernment. Uh, and with discernment comes, um, it stands on the word. So if, if a prophet's speaking and it's not against the word, then it's of God. So you use the Bible as a reference to know that that person's speaking truth. Yeah, but it's one thing about that, you remember the devil can always add and subtract. But as she said, if they're speaking the exact things of the word, that will let you know. But if he's adding or she's adding or subtracting, then you better start looking. Is this person going to answer the right question when you say, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And they'll, I, I'll give you an example about that. One time when I uh, I was talking to a, uh, 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 a young man that came to my church, and what they did was, he came in and talking about God had sent him there to be an assistant pastor with me. And I said, oh, good, I need an assistant pastor. And so uh, as he was talking, I said, well, let's go back to the room. And as we were going back to the office, the Lord spoke to me. He said, ask him if Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And I said, Lord, he's a minister. He'll know that. He said, you asked him. So as we were going back, I said, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? He said, Jesus came in the flesh. You know that. I said, Okay. I said, Lord, I asked him, and I kept on walking. He said, just don't say nothing. Kept walking, and all of a sudden, he said, you know, Jesus did not come in the flesh. He came in the spirit. I said, uh, the Bible says, he who says Jesus did not come in the flesh is the Antichrist. And just by speaking that word, soon as it said and it hit his ears, he manifested. He said, don't worry about what that Bible says. You just give me some money. That's what I'm here for. I need money. And I told him, I said, listen, let me tell you one thing. I got two deacons here. One stands about 6'4", and he's from New York. He has no sense of humor. The other one's from Missouri. He's 5'11", and he looks like he likes to fight. I said, physically, pick this man up and throw him out of the church. <laughs> so you got to know. You got to know that you know that you know God. You got to understand what who God is, and it is the word. Study the word. Be a part of the word. Talk the word. The word is truth. And here's the other thing. You know, that's what I just read just now about if you if you prophesy, prophesy in faith that God has filled you up with the word and that you're getting ready to uh, uh, work with the word. And it says, on our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. That uh, you know, uh, on our ministry, that uh, grace and everything else that comes is because the word of God is in you. Teaching and teaching on teaching, be ready for that too. The main thing. The main thing is always remember God is for you and not against you. Uh, you got anything you want to say? Uh, uh, Dorothy, do you have anything to say or anybody else on the radio? No, no one has their hand up, and and I'm I'm good. I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think another thing that needs to be brought up is making sure that your house is clean, that you don't have, um, you know, videos or anything that is not of God in your house, because that can cause an entering mm -hmm. 
uh, for witchcraft to occur as well. Uh, just a second. Uh, Deacon Burns, yes, sir. would you like to be on the radio a little bit here and give your comments on uh, what we're talking about tonight and tell them what church you're from and everything? Just talk to They can hear you. Okay. Hey, my name is Joseph Burns. I'm from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and I'm a deacon at Macedonia Baptist Church. Uh, just walked in. I'm not sure what the topic We're talking is. about witchcraft and stuff that, you know, since your family and just like my family's from Louisiana, do you believe in witchcraft? No. You don't believe in it? I don't believe in witchcraft. You don't believe in witches, then? Yeah, I don't believe in witches. <laughs> but see, now he's a Baptist. Now he tell you, right? Yes. Baptist church. Yeah. But the thing is, that's what we're talking about, uh, witchcraft and stuff and how to combat it. Uh-huh. And and see, a lot of times, that's what we just said. Most of you don't believe in it. Well, I believe in the Spirits, demons, but not witchcraft. Well, that's what, is, that's is, what I'm is saying. The same thing is, is uh, the witches are ones that operate in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. But see, a lot of people don't believe in it. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad you were here to say that. <laughs> so that's why we're trying to educate the people now. So just like you don't see exorcism going on in the Baptist churches, do you? No, no, not, not at all. Mm-hmm. Do you see uh, miraculous healings like blind eyes open, deaf ears open? No. But they, that's what we're saying, because we're being taught against it. Me and him, we grew up as a Baptist. So I know what they teach. So uh, thank you, Joe. All right. Come on by sometime when you got time to sit and talk. All right. I know he's always busy. All right. All right. Uh, Dorothy, are you still there? I'm still here, and we do have someone with their hand up. It's area code 816. Your mic is open. Uh, Hello, yes. uh, hi, uh, Bishop Vivian, I have a question on how do you know when a person is a witch? How do you know that you are around witches? Okay, I'll give that to Laura. Um, a lot of times they'll give themselves away just by how they talk and even even some of the conversations that they're talking about. It's almost getting to the point, too, where a lot of people will even just tell you that they're witches. Um, They're they're not hiding like they used to hide. And so I think it's just really paying attention to, you know, also how that person lives. Um, You know, a lot of times new age can be an opening to witchcraft as well. So, um, and a lot of them will deny Christ because it's all about their will and about their power. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, uh, some of the things you can check is some of the clothes they wear mm. and some of the jewelry they wear. Like uh, there's some people up in Washington, D.C. They wear a certain jewelry and they're called Luminati witches. I mean, they're not just ordinary witches and warlocks. They're Luminati. And that's what runs the world. The 13 families that controls everything. And that's because I told y'all before, who's the God of this world? Satan. These are Satan's people. And because of that, we're being attacked. We're being destroyed, genocide. They get us to fight uh, uh, what we call a nation against nation, which is racism. Mm-hmm. Kingdom against kingdom, the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of dark. The family. Uh, there's certain people that, hey, they'll believe anything the Bible says. And there's some people who won't believe nothing the Bible says. 
That's why Jesus said, I, I, I come to start a fire, and I wish it was burning already, where it would be uh, mother against daughter, father against son, um, two against three, three against two. The work, this is how you find out who's really what, because as the word will work through you, it'll wash you. It will clean you up. And if you ain't being cleaned up, that means you ain't part of God. This is why the devil comes to do two main things. Stop you from getting toward Jesus. That's his main job. So you don't learn the word. And the second thing is to derail you to be a weak Christian. Every time you look up, you're doing other things like what the world does. And so people are looking at you. Well, if you're cussing and stuff, well, well, I got a right to cuss. Uh, you up there smoking, and not, not smoking going to send you to hell or anything. I just tell people, you just smell like you've been to hell. But at least the cigarette <laughs> is a spirit. It is a spirit. And so I've cast it out of many of people. And so, you know, these things, there are warfare going on. And because of that, we want you want to recognize the witch, just like Laura said, their conversation. I, when I tell a person, the first thing I tell them, I'm a Christian. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm a Christian too, but I'm a psychic. <laughs> no, you ain't a Christian. Jesus wasn't a psychic. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian too, but I believe in using charms and stuff, burning sage in your house. That is not crystals and stuff. Oh yeah, especially crystals. I had to do a deliverance on a man. Uh, he was going with a woman whose father was a governor of a, of the United States. He's Big wig. I won't mention his name. His wife is a witch. He's a witch. The daughter's a witch. And so to keep him from leaving her, she would put crystals under the bed. And he didn't know it was there. But he was just drained down. He, if she said jump, he, he would jump and didn't know why. So we got to doing deliverance. That's when we found out the crystals. I told him, when you get home, take those crystals out from under your bed. He got home and found them. That broke the curse off of him. So uh, crystals, uh, jewelry, uh, way they speak, the mannerism. Like this one lady, I, I told her I was a Christian. He said, well, I'm a witch, and I burn black candles. Okay, I knew nothing about burning no black candles, but I understood when she said, I am a witch. So that's how you mostly find out. And if you want to find out somebody really demon-possessed, walk up to a person that's getting ready to manifest, and say hello human they hate humans that bad they don't have to be threatened they will tell you they hate humans and that they're not human they're proud to be demons they're proud to be devils they're proud to be lucifer they're proud to be satan but you can get them by their conversation did i answer your question yes and then also uh, the other Part of the question is what causes a witch to be a witch, and then how do and then the other part is how what causes them to come to be delivered. Well, I I think a lot of witches themselves, um, it's in the family tree. Um, I don't uh, the witches that I've met usually their moms are in it, their grandmothers are in it. It can go back even further in their family line. And so it's almost like even with Christianity, you know, the faith is passed down usually from the parents. And so if there's 
if there's witches in your home or in your family, even an aunt or a relative, then mm-hmm. that that they want to pass down their witchcraft to the next generation. So mm-hmm. so it can it can grow strong that way. Um, a lot of witches don't want to be saved because they don't want to give up the power that they think they have. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I was doing a deliverance down in Atlanta, Georgia. And this lady was uh, captured by witchcraft, and she didn't know why. She was doing everything. She's trying to live holy and everything, but she didn't realize her generational family goes all the way back with all witches. So how did I find out? As I called that thing up, it was, first of all, it was her mother. Her mother was talking to me through what they call, uh, through that lady's mind. It was her. It wasn't no... Somebody else, it was her talking to me, talking about, this is my daughter, and I ain't letting her go. I said, well, then the war is on. And after I hit her with a bunch of scriptures and stuff, she came out. Then next thing I know, it was grandma up. I said, who are you? She said, I'm the grandmother. I saw what you did to my daughter, but you ain't going to do that to me. Well, war was on. Lord bless, because I keep trying to tell you, Jesus is alive and well. (laughs) It's the church that's dead. They need Amen. a resurrection. They're the ones that need to be revival again and not just a small revival. They need to get yes. a change of mind, a change of heart. And yes. so as I started dealing with her, they cast it out. The next thing came up was the aunt. I saw what you did to my sister. I saw what you did to their mother. I mean, you ain't going to do that with me. I said, listen, if you can hear this one, this two, you're just be number three. Ended up doing deliverance on it. That thing came out and the girl was set free that didn't know that this family had witchcraft in their family. So a lot of times they, you can be in it and don't even know it. Like a lot of families, they were uh, down there in Louisiana and stuff. They they do several types of things. Uh, Santa Maria, voodoo, hoodoo, and uh, what they sometimes they say, well, it's not much. It's working with herbs. They'd be using, actually, it'd be in sorcery, using drugs and stuff. And that's why uh, New Orleans got destroyed. They were in a, it wasn't God that did it. They were in a witchcraft to fight. They were fighting against each other. And that's what happened. Did I answer your question? Uh, yes, she did. Thank you. You got any other questions? No, not right at the moment. All right, Sister Mary. Well, glad to hear you. Glad you came on to the broadcast. Yes. Thank you. I'll be talking to you hopefully. See you Sunday. All right. God bless. God bless you too, Bishop. Okay. Oh, as I tell people, I'm so glad y'all call in because it helps with the broadcast because there's so much information people need. And because you don't call in, you may have just the question that needs to be asked where I probably miss it or uh, Laura might miss it or somebody else might miss it. But then you ask the question that somebody else has already been thinking and that able to help them to realize, well, now I can do this to fight that. Now I can do this to overcome that. I have uh, information now that's in the word. I can use the word to overcome. That's why the Bible says, but they, he who uh, uh, hears the spirit and do what it says, you will overcome, overcome. Like we overcome evil with goodness, overcome. We overcome 
darkness with light. When light goes into a place or information goes into a place, darkness runs. It's confused. They can't stand us because we are the children of the most high God. And we are the ones that God says, those that who don't understand perish for lack of knowledge. We get knowledge as we study the word. So as I said, this big revival is getting ready. It's going to be the most major revival that ever this earth has ever seen. There's a lot of churches saying that. A lot of people say, oh, no, it's all people going to hell and ain't nobody going to do nothing. God's getting ready to do the most major revival. I'm talking about Holy Ghost on fire that where we used to be when people go to church. Holy Ghost get to moving in there and people get to shouting and, and getting healed and stuff. And there was even a couple of times it was written in the paper where the fire department was called out to a church called Azusa. They went out there because the building was on fire and the people were inside and they just shouting and everything. Then they realized the building wasn't being condemned. The fire was just all around the church and it was around the people. God's going to do that again. You hear me? He's going to do it again where prophetically we're going to be walking around here. That's why the Bible said we're waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The sons and daughters of God, we're going to be moving around here. The light's going to be up on our heads and stuff. And the people will be able to see us a mile away and say, whoa, that must be what we've been hearing about. Those are the children of God, the most high God. And Satan and them, they're going to be hiding. But you got to remember, for those that don't embrace Jesus, you embrace the devil. If you don't embrace good, you embrace evil. This is why you have to make up your mind. Which are you going to serve? Joshua said, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's what I made up my mind a long time ago. Yes, we all fall backwards sometimes. Yes, we all slide backwards sometimes. But you don't keep sliding backwards. I remember when I told the Lord, I said, Lord, people don't believe I hear from you. They think I'm crazy. I said, I don't know what to do. I need help. And God sent me a prophetess. And she told me, she said, I was right there in church. She said, God says he loves you. He loves you very much. And I said in my mind, God loves everybody. They ain't telling me nothing. I want a word from God. And then she said, and she said, people don't believe you hear from God. Now that got my attention. And she said, and you were riding on your motorcycle. She didn't know that. I was coming to church. And I said, Lord. I'm at the end of my rope. And then she said, and you said you was at the end of your rope. And God said to tell you the time not in it and hold on. <laughs> and because of that, I'm trying to tell you, I started preaching within the next week. She probably said I'd be preaching in a week's time. I had no place to preach. I was a young, young person just getting into the ministry. Within a week, I was at another church and the man called me from the back. I was not even a member of his church. I was sitting in the back, and he said, you, God told me to tell you to come up and preach. He didn't even know me. I came up, and I didn't even know what to preach, but it came out the blood of the Lamb. I talked about the blood of Jesus. That's how we get started. That's how we end. We start off in the blood, which is the life of Christ, and we end up in the blood, the life of Christ. Jesus redeemed us from the law of sin and death, and all we had to do is walk in it. That's why when we don't understand something, the Bible says, uh, uh, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct your path. Well, another translation is stop trying to figure God out 
just walk out what he done told you to do, and he will lead you where you need to be. All right. Well, as I said, we'll continue on a little bit more about witchcraft. I done told you about the jewelry. I done told you about how they operate, about they talking, about food and stuff. You know, you can tell if a guy is, uh, they use uh, drugs. They call them date rape drugs. That is witchcraft. Anything that goes in rebellion against God. So be careful, you ladies that's out there drinking. You, you better know who you're drinking with and keep an eye on your drink and on your food. Because once they get a chance to put this curse on you or or, or a drug on you and stuff, you can become under their control. Now, you will never be possessed that way because you have to make a physical contract, mental or physical contract with Satan telling me, I'll give you my soul if you give me this power. That's the only way you get possessed. Now, you can be oppressed, suppressed. They just got different names for it. It still means a demon on the outside whooping on you. But if you will learn, flip it around. Start whooping on the devil. Tell the devil, look, you done hit me, and now it's my time to hit back. And when he, it's your time to hit back, don't hit like a little coward. Hit that devil with all you can. Start beating that devil down. Let him know you shouldn't have never picked a fight with me. Never quit. Never give up. I remember uh, the old saying, you want to fight me? You better bring your lunch bucket. That is going to be an all-day fight. That's the same thing with the word. So as you learn the word, read the word over and over again and let the word become a part of you. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, let's turn to uh, Job, the 29th chapter, and the first verse. Job, the 29th chapter, and the first verse. Well, let's go a little bit back there. Let's go to 28th chapter. And uh, what I'm trying to do is get you to see, the work the word for yourself. Let's go to 2828. 2828. It says, well, 27. Then did you see it and declare it? He prepared it, yeah, and searched it out. In other words, God said, I will teach you what you need to learn if you'll listen to me, that it's not uh, easy to find because he wants people that's hungry and thirsting after him. He don't want lazy people. That's why he came there. Then did you see it and declare it? He prepared it. Who? God did. Yeah. And searched it out. And unto man, he says, behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom and to part from evil is understanding. God tells us what we need. And then the next verse is what I want you to look at. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, God hides things in his parables. Because when you read Jesus, you read that he spoke a lot of parables, a lot of hidden messages in there. Paul, a lot of hidden messages in there. But it's all about getting your mind straight, changing your mind. Don't be like the world. Be like what uh, Jesus showed. He was the example. And Paul said, be a follower of me as I am a follower of Christ. That's what you got to look for. Mark the perfect man that walks in the way of God. Yeah, he may slip. He may fall down. But believe me, God's going to bring him back up. Look at David. All the things that David did, but God still rescued him. God still delivered him. God still brought his family back when he was taken away from it. And that's what we got to do. We got to fight. 
we got to understand we're not losers. We're winners. We're the ones that destroys the kingdom of, of the devil while the king of God uh, is birthed in us and it keeps going on forward. So children of God, those that really want to know God, this is the time to ask questions. Anything that you are not clear on, ask. All you have to do is push the little button one. Or if you got comments, push one. Also, uh, as I say, this broadcast is not free. And I want to make sure that the person that's sponsoring me be able to put in, let you know how you can bless this ministry. I'm already blessed. I, I'm not getting any money. So, hey, don't worry. It's going to help other people that they may hear the word of God. Are you on there, Dorothy? Yeah. Um, you, you can. Giving? I have my PayPal. I'm. I'm doing it, sir. <laughs> um, he knows this makes me uncomfortable. That's why he makes me do it. He likes <laughs> to see me squirm. <laughs> my PayPal account is attached to my email, which is dchurchy1 at hotmail dot com. D C H U R C H Y the number one at hotmail dot com. And area code 702 has his hand up again. So, your mic's open. Hello, 702. Go ahead, please. So, yes, I, you know, I didn't hear anyone else speaking up. And something that come to me that I, I feel like uh, other people might have noticed. Okay. Pastor, uh, I don't know if you are aware of a, a thing where uh, people have been signing up. And it's all a big joke, but I think it's more than that on Facebook. And they're going to uh, storm Area 51. And the the way that they have it set up in the group is they can't stop us all. And I think at this point over 700,000 people have, you know, there's you can say you're either interested or you're going. They've said they're going, and a million plus have said that they're interested. And it's supposed to happen sometime in September, I think. Anyway, I heard so you hadn't heard about it. Well, <clears throat> well, it's been all it's been all over the news and you know on social media. I know you don't spend a lot of time on those parts of the internet, but so it's been bringing a lot of spotlight to you know not just the government but aliens and all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. And normally, I, it, it seems like uh, the government wouldn't even let it go this far. You know, they've advised, please don't actually go and invade this, you know, this yeah. facility. But um, they kind of seem to be along with the joke, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of yeah. people have been making alien jokes. There are internet memes, and, uh, jokes called memes. And I don't know how – they're like uh, picture jokes, and mm-hmm. they're kind of based on inside jokes and stuff. So uh, what is your – what do you think about this? What well, do you think uh, is going on? Because I know I've been hearing stuff about uh, aliens uh, coming or coming down, and they're really fallen angels, and they're going to be here in the flesh. And Is this something that – you think is is starting to happen now? To, it's been uh, happening for a for long time. Uh, it's been happening a long time. It's been 
on cave walls, on Egyptian things, showing that there are extraterrestrials that have been visiting this earth, which I call them uh, interterrestrials. They're from the inner earth here. Because you remember when Jesus uh, descended into the lower part of the earth? That shows you there's something down there. If Jesus went down there and the Bible talks about it, there's something down there. And so these things are getting to come up because we're into the last days. And because of that, we've got Satan's got to get his army completely up here that he'll be able to charge. That's why it says the uh, tribulation period. There's two parts of that tribulation period. There's the tribulation period and the great tribulation period. The first uh, three and a half years, it's going to be Satan whooping on us if we're here. I believe in the pre-rapture. I'm getting out of here. But if you're here, then the second part is the great tribulation. That's when God's going to be whooping on this earth. And they'll be crying onto the rocks and stuff. Fall on us. Fall on us. Keep us safe here. Keep us here from the face that's coming of the Lamb of the God. In other words, they're trying to hide, but it ain't going to work. And they can't die. There'll be a time when this, the scorpions will, it's like a scorpions will be coming out and they're seeing people and they'll be sick for five and a half months and they can't die in torment. So, yes. And so that's, uh, I've always wondered how, how, did, how can't the people die? I'm sure, you know, maybe throw themselves off high buildings or shoot themselves, cut themselves. It won't kill them. That's, got, not, see, now, see, that's a, hard for me to, to wrap my mind around. I hear you. Well, that's what's wrong with most people. They cannot wrap their mind around it. But you got to remember, we're dealing between the natural and the supernatural. And the supernatural guy can do anything. He brought us back. He brought people back from the dead already. We've seen that. But Satan is always an imitator. An imitator. And so these things, when they'll be happening, they will they'll be crying out and wanting to die, but death is going to flee them. Death is a spirit. When you die, you run into death. If God says, death, kill no one, don't leave, you'll be in torment. You shoot your head off and walking around with your head halfway shot off, but you'll be in pain. You won't be able to just walk around. You'll be in pain. Oh, my. That's why I tell so people this I is... Just, so I just, um, I, I, it's not just that, but they're just getting very bold with these uh these things going on with aliens and i know that maybe uh, are you very familiar with the, the electronic music scene electronic like music? techno uh, yes like techno and stuff like that um you about they have six? what's that sir is his name techno six no, Big not man, not okay. that man. I not that man. It's a it's a genre of music and it's it's made using computers. So oh, okay. it's like a have you heard uh you remember Beverly Hills Cop and he had in the theme song so to Beverly Hills Cop, so imagine, you know, people using updated versions of synthesizers and all kinds of programs to change the way that the sounds sound. So they have these big music festivals and uh, what's uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of like new age hippies, they'll do all Mm -hmm. kinds of hallucinogenic drugs. And of course, you know, the staples, the marijuanas and stuff. And, and 
what, listen to this music and watch all these lights. A big part of that also is um, aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, they feature a lot of aliens, and it, besides the, uh, you know, that uh, peace and love and all that stuff, um, really getting people to believe in, 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 you know, the energies and how yeah. uh, aliens are just obviously – so I just I'm looking around at things and I just wondering am I going to have to deal with seeing these aliens in my well, Christian walk here on the earth and how do I get should I try and get ready for that because I don't think I am. Well, you remember what I told you earlier is that no. who is the god of this world? Satan. So we're going oh, to we're oh, going okay. to yeah, yeah. under attack. And just like you were saying about you know the music that they use. Remember I just told you one of the things that we use as Christians is uh, 432 megahertz. And then you right. play what we call soaking music. In other words, scriptures with it. And that combats demons. They can't stand gospel. The devils can't stand it. And the more you walk in and with your, your mind made up, in other words, saying, uh, I trust what this word says, even if I don't see it operate, trust doesn't have to see something. It just moves forward. So yes, we're gonna. You might run into it. We don't know, but our job is: what if we do? We're prepared to fight. So that's if, the main thing. Always be prepared to fight. <laughs> I hear you. So you're saying, All you know, right. if ET comes to the door, put the Put, put Psalms 91 against them. Send them packing. Yep. yep. Okay. Because I don't believe they're from outer space. I believe they're from inner space. All, All right. right. Well, thank you again, sir. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I have seen on on Facebook is that they're now advertising um, places where you can sign up for Witchcraft 101 to oh. learn about witchcraft. And um, there was another person that had mentioned that they even had um, a sign-up sheet at their workplace mm-hmm. for Witchcraft 101. So it's almost like the enemy knows his time is short and he's got to get as many people as what he can. Um, but what I've also seen is that, you know, how, Pastor James, how do you see it affecting the youth nowadays? Okay. The, what, the youth are being programmed, you know, the noise. The, the frequency and all this and the vibration and it's getting into their minds and they're doing it by books like Harry Potter and stuff, movies like Harry Potter's, uh, just like before. If you notice, crime increased in killing as they started getting out with a lot of these uh, movies of like Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Kruger, uh, Friday the 13th and all these other things and people started getting worse and worse. Right now, we've been so programmed because of the sounds that's been put in the air. And it's already vibrating sounds. They're coming off of uh, what they call G5. And they're putting, uh, because of these things, they're able to program you to think about murder, like the Manchurian candidate, where there was a certain word they would say, and this man would go kill somebody. And after he got through killing somebody, he killed himself. And he didn't even know he did it. And that's the same thing of what's going on nowadays. Because if we don't, uh, if we don't defend ourselves, 
and study the word of God and get it in us to where we can start programming other people to see. The word will work if we'll work for them. So the young folks, they want they want to see power. They want to see something that God is doing supernatural. When they see blind eyes open, I mean, I've seen blind eyes come open. Not somebody told me about, I saw a man that was completely blind, got his eyes right back. I saw a young man that could not speak and could not hear, had to use newspapers and stuff, I mean, papers to write down stuff. I saw him as the Lord opened up his ears and opened up his mouth. I saw a lady whose leg was short, and uh, as, as they were praying, it grew out, and she was able to walk. I saw people that, I saw this lady that levitated. Now, I'm going to tell you what the Catholic Church teaches. If you see somebody that levitates, or they climb on the wall, is it your mind, or is it, is it there somebody else's mind, or is it, wait a minute, look. If there's five of us in here and we see a person climbing the wall, there ain't no mass hip hypnotism or anything else. There ain't no need to me trying to talk myself. I didn't see it and the other four didn't see it. Their things happen. And because of that, people of the young folks, just like you said, the young folks are going towards where they can see power. I had a lady here that was a, a witch, but she was only there was a part of her that was a witch, but the other part of her was a, a woman of God, split personality. But when that demon came up, the only reason she decided she wanted to be saved, she saw more power in the works of God than she saw in witchcraft. I had a lady that was a, uh, what they call them, the uh, Satan's wife. She was, her mother and father were both uh, sister and brother full sisters and brothers, and they had her so they could use her as a sacrifice. And as she was growing up as a little kid, they was, she was getting raped. She got put in a coffin with another little girl, and they said only one of them can come out. She had to kill that other girl, and then it, that thought entered her mind that the girl didn't die, but she's a part of me. And she heard the gospel, and the gospel what broke her free. And now she's in, uh, out there in uh, Utah, winning souls from the Mormon church to Christ. So that's the main thing. Children will change if they see power. They don't see nothing. They're going to believe what they see or being programmed to see on these movies and stuff. So one of the things that I liked, I looked at the uh, movie called The Avengers, and they had something in there that most of them, unless you're a Christian, you didn't pay attention. They showed the rapture. That's why all those people started disappearing. And that's what was it's going to happen with later on in life or later along. I don't know what year, but we're going to have a rapture come through this United States, all through the world. And those that, when the rapture comes, they're going to disappear and they're going to be the ones that's left behind are going to wonder what happened. Where are these other people? And the devil is going to come up, of course, with a plan. Well, they got killed because they were, they were haters. So I sent them to hell. He won't tell you the truth that they ended up going to heaven for the great marriage supper. And that's what I'm looking for, the marriage supper. I can't wait till I'm up in heaven and I'm sitting there with the rest of my friends and family, those that make it, because those who don't make it, you won't remember them. That's why when it says, God said, I'll wipe away the tears from your eyes. 
that means I wipe away your memory of them. As I say, it's kind of uh, a little hard today. I'm here at the house, but I uh, got so many things going on. That's why you hear the, uh, people coming in. You'll hear the bells and stuff. So there's not angels flying in and out. Uh, Dorothy, you have anything you want to say? Um, I don't know if any of y'all have listened to L.A. Marzulli, who does a lot with uh, UFOs and the fallen. Um, mm-hmm. He has found that these alien abduction things, yeah. you know those things back off when you rebuke them in the name of Jesus? Mm-hmm. So that tells you who they are. But he has an interesting an interesting theory on why you can't die in that time period is that it's going to be part of the mark of the beast that there's going to be um he mm-hmm. thinks it's going to be like a vaccination or something that's going to tell people they can live forever to get them to take mm-hmm. it cuz you know how people are about aging and then within yeah. that, it will be the inability to die. So I thought that was intriguing. Mm-hmm. Well, they said this thing would be coming like a uh, like an animal. Remember, they said about the the uh, it'll be coming up uh, with stingers and face like a lion and uh, teeth like a lion and face like a woman and all that. Mm-hmm. That don't sound like a needle to me. I mean, it's a good theory. But I look at what the Bible says. All right. Yeah, I've read it. I studied some of his words and stuff. And the main thing is that, as I say, about witchcraft is that you got to pay attention. If you try to say, don't, I don't believe in it, like my friend that was here just now, he said he don't believe in witchcraft. He don't believe in witches and stuff. But that's why they, they're able to get over on you. You don't pay. You don't study. You don't uh, stay around people that are Holy Ghost filled. You won't believe in the Holy Ghost. You'll believe what people teaches you instead of seeing it for yourself. As I said, one of the things is the greatest thing I ever seen was somebody uh, that had died and came back to life. This man, he was dead for I don't know how many days, over four days, and his wife. Talking about God's going to bring him back. God's going to bring him back. And everybody thought she was crazy. They said, look, he's been in the uh, morgue. He's been frozen. We're getting ready to bury this man. He said, please, just one more day, one more day. And they got to praying over that man, and he came on TV, giving his testimony about how his wife was praying for him, and that's why he was able to come back. And he was on his way to hell, and he was a preacher. But like I tell people all the time, just because you're a preacher, or a teacher, or call yourself a Christian, don't mean that you cannot end up in hell. The Bible tells us there's broad is the road. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there go many thereof. I read to y'all earlier about many false prophets, teachers, coming into this world, pulling you astray, not letting you know there is a one way to God, not a whole bunch of ways, but one way. I told you about how Oprah says, there's many ways to God. No, there's only one way to God. There's many ways to God of this world here. You can go to that. You can go with him if you want to. But I'm going to try to tell you, hell is hot. Hell is hot. And heaven is not. 
It's a glorious place in heaven. I'm telling you, I've been there. I didn't have to go there by uh, uh, what they call a uh, death, death experience or anything like that. No, uh, what they call endorphins. Uh, opening it and make me think I went there. No, I went there and it testified by the next the day that I went to um, drive my cab. The people I saw in the vision, I met them. And I talked to them and told them things about themselves and there was no way for me to know. So I'm telling you, this stuff is real. And if you don't believe, you'll be one of those left behind. Unbeliever. Doubt. All right. Is there anybody else out there? I'm surprised I ain't heard from my Atlanta fans today. Uh, all you have to do is push the number one, and it puts you on the broadcast. All right. Well, I was trying to leave it open tonight so we can have a, a discussion. So any questions that you have about witchcraft, any question you have to have about revival, Revival, it's the, our God is stronger than the devil. And if you learn that and learn and get ready for this revival that's coming, you'll be blessed going in, blessed going out, be the head and not the tail. Do you have anything else you want to say, Laura? Um, well, how come it seems like Africa understands witchcraft a lot better than what we do? Oh, that's a good question. That's because they've been, uh, been through it for years now. That's when this uh, slaves and stuff got brought to America, or people came from uh, from other countries like India and stuff. They knew about witchcraft. They know about demons. They believed in those things. But here, America has been trained not to believe. Like as I said, I was Baptist church. There was the demons and everything stopped when Jesus left us. Maybe there might have been a few demons left around, but you know Paul got rid of them. But here we can go back in history. And look all the way back before Jesus, they were vagabond Jews. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, the church, Vatican, talked about it. And they've been doing exorcism in the Catholic Church for eons. Mm -hmm. In fact, they just now got into a debate about, I guess it was about five years ago, where they made up their mind the Catholic Church wanted more exorcism. So they started saying, we need more people to be an exorcist. And they were making these bishops who didn't want to be end up taking the classes and stuff. And now it used to be you wouldn't know where the exorcist is, but now they'll tell you where it is. But you just don't go walk in there and say, I want an exorcist <laughs> or I want to be exercised. And well, stuff. Why do you think many people don't want to be exorcists? Well, because they, they're afraid of the devil. And the Bible has done told us we, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but yet and still, these people are fearful. And that's why it says in the book of Revelation, the fearful and the uh, unbelieving will have their part in the lake of fire that burns forever too. So we got to get tough and understand, like I was programmed to, to, to fight. I grew up in gangsters. I ganged up in the neighborhood. And so when, when I entered into the, the spiritual field of where God has taken me, I had already been in the army. I had already been in gang wars and gang fights and stuff. So it's just the same thing. The demons, even when they attack people, they attack in gangs. Mm -hmm. That's what most people don't know. They don't they come in threes, mm -hmm. usually, don't they? Yeah, that or more. That's why they just like us. Everything that starts here or ends here starts from the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I tell people, I say, listen, get tough. 
Don't be no 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 weakling. Get tough. If you you're gonna one of the days it's gonna happen when you might be riding down the street with a, a friend of yours. That's what happened to this one guy. Walking down riding down the street with a friend of his, and all of a sudden his head turned and told his friend, I am the devil. He said, Stop playing. But he said, when I looked in that man's eyes, I knew he was not playing and he wasn't on no drugs. It scared him so bad that he heard him drop that man off and got into the telephone book and found me as an exorcist. <laughs> that's how I know about it. But like I tell people, that's what we should be getting ready. Church, you need to get ready. Wake up. Wake up. The war is here and it's getting stronger. But we are too if we'll pick up that word and use it, as it says, a two-edged sword, able to divide and destroy, conquer, and take over. But it's the word. It's the word, which is a two-edged sword. Coming out of Jesus' mouth is a two-edged sword. It's the word. And it's the same with us now. If we will just walk in faith, we walk that, uh, not by sight, then we can win this war. And when it's time to go, We'll be at the marriage supper, and those that didn't make it will be left down here behind and be crying out, Lord, help me. Now, I'm sorry. I want to be saved. You know, I'm sorry. The only way you get saved then, you have to go through the tribulation period, and you got to be able to love God until death. In other words, when they tell you, if you either renounce your God or you get your head cut off, they, you're going to have to really make up a decision, especially when you've seen other heads falling off beside you. I told my uh, son-in-law, when I first when I first met him about being in the ministry, I told him I said America's going to get a bunch of guillotines in here. Mm-hmm. But he he said I find that hard to believe. I said okay, you'll see it one of these days. It'll show up. Wasn't even three days later. It showed up in the newspaper that America had bought thirty thousand guillotines, and they also got these coffins made out of plastic for the FEMA camp they are building. And have already been building. See, if you put your head in the sand and say, I don't believe it, it ain't going to stop you. It's still going to happen. And it's already happened. No telling how many uh, guillotines are in the earth now and how many FEMA camps they got around here now and how many people they've got marked as Christians. So they, they want to destroy Christianity. And all these people who don't understand this, I'm going to tell you something else. And, you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything else, but all those that uh, participate in uh, abortions, you are actually doing witchcraft. And you're opening up the door for all these other demons that come in and lick blood. I had this one young man that talked to me. They, uh, he was being initiated in. And for him, he was 15 years old. And for them to initiate him into the to the uh, being a witch and stuff, he had to physically go to a abortion clinic, take his hand and stick it in there and pull out the baby, trying to kill it. So he would be initiated in. But see, that blood doesn't go to them per se. It goes into the atmosphere. And that atmosphere of blood is called innocent blood. And just like with... Uh, Cain had killed his brother Abel. The Bible says, Jesus says, I hear your brother's voice crying from the earth toward me. Your life has, your blood has life. Life is in the blood. I had a warlock told me 
that uh, he was a, a vampire. And he said uh, the way he gets his light or strength was that as, as Christians would sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, you would die a little bit. And his demons would go out and pick up your life force and bring it to him and put it in him to make him stronger. Well, I don't believe that. I don't care if you believe it or not. I'm telling you what's going on. And it's up to you to search it for yourself. I look at the internet. I don't believe everything that's on the internet is true. I look at YouTube. I don't believe everything on YouTube is true. But there are some truths. The devil will tell you a little truth and then tell you a lie. Like my daughter told me once before, Daddy, if I tell the truth and I tell a little lie with it, is it still the truth? I said, if you put a lie in it, it's automatically it's a lie. That's why we, as the children of God, we got to get prepared so we can help folks. And it's starting with our own family. Jesus ministered to his family. He ministered to the other people. They rejected him. His town rejected him. But in the end, who do you think was the head of the church? It wasn't one of the apostles. It was not Peter. It was James. Jesus' half-brother who did not believe in him that was a Pharisee and ended up being the head of the church. Because, see, a lot of times people have not been able to put one and one together to get it the means to. But when wisdom or understanding or knowledge comes, it opens up your eyes. When the, uh, I'll give you an example where it says in the Bible, uh, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Well, most people mean, they think it means illumination or something. But God was calling forth a spirit to come forth. And that spirit was called wisdom. It's another word for uh, awe or light. It came forth wisdom. And that's how God created everything. He created it by the spirit of wisdom. So as you learn of him, start studying the word and understand every word, every word is important. This is what's going to give you life. And life more abundantly. This is what's going to give you the bread of life, which is Jesus. This is what's going to teach you and your children to save them and get them out of the way from these things like Harry Potter and all them and all this witchcraft stuff and all these little animals on TV that, that is getting you prepared to accept demons or demonic things looking like them. This is why we as the church of God got to go forth and study and then teach others. When the Bible says study to show yourself approved, it means it. Is anyone else out there got a question? We only got about, oh, 10 more minutes. And once we're off the air, you won't get a chance to hear us for two weeks. But next week, I never know what the Lord's going to have me to teach on. Is anyone else out there? No well, one's raising their hand. Huh? Oh, I hear you. I don't know. I do want to say, I do want to say that I do appreciate you trying to get me to stretch. It's just uncomfortable. (laughs) I hear you. Well, you know, for us to grow, we got to stretch. I know. I know. (laughs) That's the only way we can grow. We got to stretch. And the way we stretch is in. When we when we're being pulled to do more than we can, one of the things I want to say, and don't get out the air. Uh, one of the things I want to say is that most people don't understand how to stretch their faith, and this is how you do it. 
You got to believe for what you can't believe for. That's the main thing. You got to believe for something you cannot believe for. If uh, And I mean, it's got to be according to God's will, of course. But if you go out to a lake and you're fishing and you can't catch no fish, been out there fishing all day long, and you say, oh, if I pray, God's going to bring those fish to me. Now, you can't doubt in your mind. You got to believe that this is going to happen. You throw your line out there, the next thing you know, you're going to be catching fish. That's what Jesus did. They said, we fished all day and we ain't caught nothing. He said, well, throw it on the other side. <laughs> then they caught so many because Jesus made it. As you, as you will trust God's word, you can do all things. You can do so many things, that, but you got to stretch yourself. You got to stretch your muscles, you know, like lifting weights. You got to stress it. So anytime I forget to put you on, Dorothy, to ask you about the uh, broadcast, about financial broadcast, please remember and so do it for me. <laughs> they put you on the spot. Huh? <laughs> That's, a, lot thing to, I that's to... a big ass. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. Did I, I step on you? Uh, one thing I wanted to add to all this is that, you know, YouTube is a good resource for some um, prayers that they do. Agape, Agape Kind, if you Google them on YouTube, they have a lot of prayers um, combating and, and doing battle for uh, people going through witchcraft. So that's something, that's a resource that people can use out there. Yeah, because sometimes when we're praying, we're not quite sure what to say or how to pray. So it's good to have she, guidelines. Yeah, she uses a lot of scripture in her prayers as well. So. Okay. Anything else? Well, I'm trying to see if any, uh, seems like nobody else is calling me in. And Dorothy, you don't have no more questions or anything? Is there anything um, that the you would like? The minute I say no, something's going to pop in my head, right? <laughs> yep. I was about to say, if there's anything that you want me to teach on in two weeks, because most times, you know, I, I tell you what, you know, I'm going to teach on, but if you got anything specifically you would like me to study to pre teach on, I will do it. You can send it to me later. You don't have to do it now. Okay. I'll, I'll think about it and pray on it. Um, I, I do want you to read that prophecy about Texas, so it's in it's on your phone, it's in the text messages. Okay. I think it'll give you an idea. You know, people have to remember, yes, we've got a lot of evil that's going on and a lot of um God is revealing a lot of the garbage that's been going on in our government and in our agencies. Mm -hmm. But he's also he's also doing good big stuff. He's bringing revival. Um mm -hmm. I get I'm on the e emailing list for Mario Mario Marillo Ministries. Yeah, I know him. And he's doing a whole bunch of um Revival type meetings in California. Now, who needs it in this country more than California? Maybe New York. Hey, I, <laughs> I just got to be talking to a friend of mine. We call him Superman. 
That's because he flies around in a Superman cape preaching the gospel. He's been on TV, uh, what is that, uh, uh, TVN and stuff, and uh, uh, Super Bowl, uh, World Series. He's the only person they allow flying around the field preaching the gospel. And so he was just called me uh, less than two weeks ago. He was out there. He said, man, I need all the help I get, but California needs saving. And he was in uh, San Francisco. Huh. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, my America sister-in-law needs- lives near there. Oh, goodness. Uh. <laughs> uh, America needs a wake-up call, and they're going to get it. And- the, the revival will come to California, too, right mm-hmm, here yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, what what God has to do, allow let all Satan go ahead and do what he wants to do. And when that happens, then people run back to the church then. They, 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 they're already in trouble. Things are going bad. All of a sudden, you plant, you're talking to your, your mate, and all of a sudden, your mate goes off on you, and you don't know why he's talking crazy or why she's talking crazy or why the kids are talking crazy to you. That's because God then took his hand off, and devil, he said, devil, I want, I'll go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. And the devil knows he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. But that'll make you run to church. When you're under prosecution, you'll run to church. And then we'll see who God is, who God, who's got the power. Because you've got all these different religions and all these different roads. They're going to see now which one is the true road, which one is going to really help me, which one can get a prayer through, and which God is going to stand in to help me in this gap. I learned a long time ago that I trust the one and only, the Lord Jesus Christ and his Father and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. And because of that, they have brought me through where I, I, I was homeless. And today, I am not homeless. I remember uh, not having a job. Wasn't that long. All I do is say a prayer. And I say, Lord, you know where I live. And the next thing I know, I got a job. I've had last minute calls. People call in and say, look, I heard you're going through something. Uh, can I help you? I said, yeah. My life's getting ready to be turned out. They didn't know that, but the Lord revealed it. Just like the other day, I was uh, in my house, and all of a sudden, the Lord showed me a lady that was crying over and over and over again. And so he told me to call her. And I said, Lord, what happened if I, I'm not seeing correctly? Then that means I'd be walking by sight. I said, by faith, I will do what you tell me. I called the lady up, and I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing all right. I said, well, the Lord showed me you've been crying and crying and crying every night. And she started crying over the phone. She said, I have. I have been crying every night. Everything is going against me and stuff. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. God's spirit is truth. It'll move through. We're going to have this revival. And because of things like that, you'll be calling people up. And said, the Lord told me to call you. The Lord told me to pray with you. The Lord said this. The Lord said that. And we're going to see the miracle workings of God. All right, then. You got anything else? We're almost at the end. I don't have it. The only thing, the only thing I have is to the parents and grandparents out there, it is so important to teach your children not just the the doctrines of the faith, but the power of the faith, you know? 
pray over mm-hmm. their scraped knees, you know? It's just, oh. that is so important. That's all I got. All right. Uh, well, I'd like to thank Laura for coming here tonight and being on the broadcast with me. I'd like to thank my friend Daniel and uh, uh, Sister Mary. Anybody that calls in, I want to thank y'all because that gives a chance for people to hear what's going on. And if they got a question in their mind, this is a chance of bringing forth and maybe get the answer for them. Because Satan and witchcraft and all that, some of these incubus and syncubus spirits are having sex with people, male and female, in your bed, pulling you out of your body, causing your things to move in your house. Uh, the bed to move, noise you ain't heard before starting to make noise. This is the enemy, and you've got to learn how to fight back so come to wherever God is being preached, teach, and that you'll know that the Holy Spirit is moving through them. So until next time, I'd like to go ahead and pray for the people. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you because you are good and you are kind and you are loving. You're the one who takes care of all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the fellowship that we have here. And for those that have been able to hear the gospel for the first time, that it's all about prophecy. And the prophecy is starting to come forth, and we're getting ready to be go through a major overhaul. But through this major overhaul, we're going to have more Christians than we've ever seen change from the world of evil to the world of good, the world of unlove to the world of love and kindness and movement in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, in Jesus Christ's name. And we all say, amen. 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 All right, Dorothy, it was good talking to you. I, I appreciate you every time for having me on the broadcast and stuff. And uh, I'll be talking to you sometime this week. Okay, that'll be good. Um, and I would just like to thank you, Laura, also for joining us tonight. That was nice to have a, a new voice yeah. and, and input. So. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, you be blessed. Well, Father, bless everyone. You too. You have a blessed night. Is there night left? It's 9 o'clock here, mm-hmm. so it might time to go on. <laughs> Our son's still but, up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to wish, wish, not wish. I want to say, Father, bless everyone. Have a blessed couple of weeks till we have another program. And thanks for coming. Good night, Pastor James. Good night, Laura. Good night. Good night. <laughs>